previously on Just Cow in the City. I'm like, Mom, I have to teach my class. Oh, that's what my podcast is for. I told you my body works differently than everyone else's. What the hell is the Roku channel? I just got a new alternator. Are you telling me it only lasts two years? Half the fascination of Just Cow in the City is having car in the city. You're a college professor. You got to be crazy to tweet. But look, Beanie, I've had just about enough out of you. Hey, we're all going to get laid. Just got in the city, everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy, walking around trying not to be lazy. But at night, it's a different place, making it work in your own space. Come on, come on, and dance all night. I'm here each week, it'll be alright, cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Just Cow in the City, September 20th, 2022 edition. What we're talking about is 2022. That's a lot of 20s. How are you, everybody? I hope everybody had a lovely weekend and uh, a lovely week the week before. I, uh, and I'll just start by saying, as we always do, it is a truly beautiful day in New York City. An absolutely picture perfect day. Again, we know September brings amazing weather usually and uh, today is absolutely no exception it probably is a 70 degrees i was thinking about wearing a jacket but you really don't need to wear a jacket there's also a breeze that's been coming through my bedroom like three days in a row it never comes from the north you know usually i I can't open my window that faces the east where usually a nice breeze is coming off the water because i have the air conditioner in it but this breeze be coming off, I keep thinking I have the fan on. I'm like, well, this is quite comfortable. So it is a lovely day. Now, unfortunately, I am suffering from headaches and dizziness, but I am powering through the podcast anyway. Now, my guess is, if you uh, remember from last week, to be continued, uh, I started taking that probiotic. And since it was working the opposite way, after 10 days of giving it a try and seriously not feeling any different or better and not certainly having any opposite the proper issues, <laughs> I stopped taking it. My guess is the stopping of taking it is causing some form of dizziness and headaches. It's something you enter these probiotics into your system and then you get rid of them quickly. I, I don't know. Maybe it is like getting sick or something. I... I don't know. I just actually took a COVID test, a a home pregnancy, uh, no, a home COVID test uh, a half hour ago. It's completely negative. Uh, Definitely don't have COVID. But after three days of living with this headache, I thought, well, even though I don't think there are COVID signs, I was talking to Marina because Marina Franklin got COVID. And just like I was angry at Lee and Alan, the guys who own the bar, I was angry at Marina because Marina's in our face all the time about, oh, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. And there she goes performing. She's in Detroit. She's in Michigan. She's in all these places. And I'm like, you know, I again, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if you catch COVID, if you're going out and doing stuff. 
But don't be that one that's in our face about trying to keep it together. Oh, I don't want to get COVID. I'm wearing a mask all the time. I do this and that. And then you catch COVID because you've been out and about. And I called her on it today and I said, listen, I just don't appreciate your two-facedness of it. You know that. I'm very sorry you're not feeling well and I'm sorry you have COVID and I'm sorry you're going to lose work over it. But don't be in anybody's face anymore. You can't be on that Saturday show saying how everybody wear your mask, wear your mask when you catch COVID because you're out and about doing your job. Because what are you supposed to do, not do your job? Of course you got to do your job. You just got to move on. What I'm saying is don't be in everybody's face about keeping it because you're, you just caught COVID because you weren't listening to your own rules. So anyway, you know how I always say, stop taking tests and you won't get COVID. Remember last week we were talking about Leah Michelle and Funny Girl. Well, Leah Michelle has COVID and Funny Girl uh, is, I don't know whether, I guess it's not closed, but she's out of it for 10 days. And again, I'm like, why do they keep testing? You know, they test everybody on Broadway every day. And I'm like, stop doing that. Unless somebody feels sick, then only test. And then, uh, you know, nobody will lose any money because everybody's going to get COVID, you know, except me, apparently. And if you've been listening to this podcast for two years, you know, I probably had it early on when nobody knew what it was. No, eh, who knows? Again, I was bleaching my mask. So who the hell knows? But this is like the same thing that I was having in 2020. I'm definitely not bleaching my mask. And I have dizziness and headaches. And it happened yesterday where I was supposed to go get my car again because the guys at the Jiffy Lube. Uh, you know, I left it there for a week, and of course, they only started working on it the Wednesday before. Even the guy was like, well, Leon knew it was here all week, so he's like, nah, we got until Thursday. So they replaced the alternator on Wednesday, realized the battery was dead because it was technically, quote, we are hoping, a bum alternator, which we never thought of. Of course, this is the kind of stuff, well, this could happen anywhere. And so they replaced the alternator, then we had to get a new battery. So I had to call the place where I got the battery, which is right across the street from the Jiffy Lube in New Jersey. And they and there was a two year warranty, and my warranty expired <laughs> one month ago. <laughs> oh my god, I wanted to kill somebody. So they called up and they got me kind of a deal. They got me like fifty dollars off a new one. It kind of sucks because they installed it and all that kind of stuff. But whatever. Anyway, I was still going to go get it because I was supposed to meet my cousin Gary and we we're going to hang out in New Jersey. But I did not feel well. I, there's a headache that just wouldn't go away. Now I'm assuming I am dehydrated. So this morning, I mean, yesterday I took some aspirin. I bought some aspirin today. I, I have so much to tell you in two seconds, and then we can move on. But I took aspirin, and that seemed to work. Uh, but I took Advil, which is um, the, the, the Advil, yeah. But uh, I bought Tylenol instead, and I'm sure it'll work, and it'll be fine. Um, but just because of going back and forth, I just came from the Walgreens, the Dwayne Reed, whatever the hell the drugstore is next to me. And again, you know, they got everything fucking locked up. So I didn't want to go in there, but I'm like, I need fucking Tylenol. I want to get Tylenol and I need it. So I go in, I'm pressing the button. Nobody's coming. And, and then they say they need you in pediatrics. And I'm like, what? I, I, I guess that's, I don't know whether that's me. So nobody's coming for, I don't know, three minutes. So I press it again, and they see pediatrics, and I'm like, okay, I guess that is me because I'm pre- you got to press the button to get some aspirin. I mean, this is fucking ridiculous. In New York City, I can't buy a thing of aspirin without calling somebody who's going to be so pissed. 
who was pissed. I've seen this guy who opened the cabinet working in this store for years. He hates everybody. He is one moment away from taking an Uzi and wiping out that entire store. I've seen him for years. He's obviously a little slow. There's something wrong with him. He comes over. He's very angry. I'm like, can I get some aspirin, please? That's what I said. He opens the lock and just opens it you know, with anger. And I go in and, and reach the, the thing. And I guess that's what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to take it out for you or touch anything. And I take it out. But he's, he's like angry about it. I'm like, thank you. And, you know, what am I supposed to do? Then I go to the counter and the guy's angry that I'm at the counter. I mean, this, I mean, can you, can you blame them? Can you blame them? They're working at a Dwayne Reed. They're working at a Walgreens. This is why when I go to visit my, my friend Teethy at the Walgreens, I'm like, here's somebody who's, I, I think she's enjoying her job because she's 19. If you're my age, you're working at a Walgreens. Well, actually, if you're my age, you're probably like, what are you going to do? It's kind of the way I have my job now. I'm happy at my job because I'm like, this is what I deserve because I'm a big fat jerk off. And uh, it was going to end this way anyway. But, I mean, if I was uh, the way I was in my last job, I was always kind of miserable because I'm like, this is this is just sad. But now it's like, what are you going to do? So if I was working out of Walgreens at you know, my age, I'm just like, well, what are you going to do? But if you're there when you're 40, I mean, that's just sad. Or, you know, whatever. If you're there, anything over 25, it's not good. But, uh, you know, actually, I'm, I'm looking on the um, I'm looking out my window. I'm sorry. And I see uh, the place where Donald Trump Jr. used to live across the street, the big building. And one of the windows is open with like yellow police tape on it as if there was like Spider-Man was in town and there was a big explosion in that building. I mean, the window's completely gone from the floor. It's like the part of the building has gone like there was a superhero battle. It's weird. I'm just looking at it now, and I'm like, what the hell happened over there? I wonder if it's in the news, but I read the news today, and I didn't see anything about that. Anyway, oh, my God. So my headache and all this stuff, I'm going to assume, is caused by dehydration. It's always dehydration. I don't drink enough water, and it started. When did it start? It started on Wednesday when I walked five miles home. I mean, I was sweating, but it wasn't a, you know, a horrible day, but I definitely didn't drink enough water that day. I guess... I mean, I've been trying to drink more water, especially with the Monday nights going so successfully in the sense of uh, drinking and, uh, and uh, eating. But so now I try and have uh, a, I have a cup of water always, like a 16-ounce cup of water to start the day. Then when I get to work at 8 o'clock, I have a cup of water, but that's only 12 ounces. Or is it 8 ounces? Oh, maybe I'm not having enough. Then I have coffee and, and, and breakfast. Then at 10 o'clock, I try to have more water. Then 11 o'clock, I have a cup of green tea. So I got it all figured out. Then 12, if I remember I have water, sometimes I don't. And then I try to have water again at three. And then when I get home at night. So, I mean, I'm trying to drink more water, but it's not easy. Plus, they are they just don't make that 4C half and half that I want anymore, which, of course, is the only thing that's been helping me drink water. So now I got to change liquid enhancers. And really, I mean, really, whatever it takes to get it down, right? Because I definitely am suffering from dehydration. I eat a lot of salty foods. So I figure I'll go to the diner today. I asked Nick Griffin twice. He couldn't make it because now apparently he broke up with his girlfriend. He's got to look for apartments. So he probably won't even live in this area anymore. But it doesn't matter because we don't have breakfast anymore, which is a major bummer. Uh, he couldn't make it yesterday. He couldn't make it today because I thought maybe let me go down and have five cups of coffee at the diner and see if that subsides my headache. Because five cups of diner coffee should really do it. As you can see the way I'm talking right now, I'm definitely coffeeed up, but I still have a headache in the right side of my brain. 
So I, yeah, so I had the five cups of coffee. I had the eggs Benedict. I don't know why, because it's I hadn't been there in a long, I hadn't been to that diner in three months. So I'm like, let me just go. I'll read the paper, and then I'll come home and do the podcast, which is exactly what I'm doing. But still had the headache. So I don't know, but I'm eating salty foods. Last night, of course, it was Taco Bell night. What am I going to do? Even if I'm sick, I'm like, what? The Mexican pizza came back today. I'm not going to order that? Come on, man. I mean, usually that's the treat I get when I come back from my mother's, but uh, I had it all in my plan that that Thursday was uh, Taco Bell night and Thursday night football. So that was kind of okay, except for the fact that now Thursday night football is on Amazon Prime. And for an old person like myself, seriously, that is a goddamn disaster. Uh, I'm a TV guy, I'm a cable guy, I pay $250 a month for my cable. I won't get rid of it because... This is what we were brought up on. There's something about it. I'd love to get rid of it. I'd love to cut the cord. I'd like to be like a kid, but it's very, very difficult to do. Like I told you, if I get rid of all the pay channels, I'm going to have to pay extra for some reason because I was grandfathered into this thing. So I'm actually paying the cheapest I could pay. I don't understand it, but I also have Amazon Prime. So I have to change the input on my TV. I still, I don't have a smart TV or anything, so I always have to change the input on the TV And so if I'm watching, let's say if I want to go back during the commercials, which I usually like to do when I'm watching football because I'm so used to the Red Zone channel that has no commercials, that I hate commercials, and there are a lot of them. Every time possession changes, they got commercials. So I'm like, I'll watch the Big Bang Theory, but now I got to press the input channel. When I go back, the thing is paused. I got to jump it back live to TV. It takes a second to configure. I couldn't get the closed captioning off. Plus, there's a woman on this show who is now the host of it, Chloe something. She stinks. She was, I mean, if I had a a video of her stumbling all over everything, she was so unprofessional last night. It was unbelievable. I don't understand how she got to be hosting this show. So Thursday Night Football on Amazon so far stinks. It stinks. Uh, I don't know what, I mean, I really just can't stand it and i'm wondering what the ratings are going to be again i mean football's different right but they're putting baseball so everybody's talking about the fact that aaron judge who's on the new york yankees now you know i hate the yankees but i don't hate aaron judge aaron judge is making he's having a monumental season and he might break roger maris's record of course he probably would have beaten the home run record or had a chance if not for the steroid era right barry bonds has a an asterisk-ridden 70 uh, in one season on his record, what are you going to do? So they're all saying, well, here's a Yankee that's going to beat the original record, which is Roger Maris and Babe Ruth and all that kind of stuff, but he might do it on Apple TV tonight, or who knows? Everybody's worried because Apple TV is definitely, I mean, I have the crack thing, so I could probably get it, but I feel bad for the person that's older than me that has no idea how streaming works, who's the only person who's watching Yankee games on TV, because I really don't think kids that are cutting the cord are watching Yankee games on TV. It's not, I don't know who they're catering to. And I feel bad, because we're not going to get to see this monumentous thing. And you know my favorite thing when, who's that idiot that was also on uh, Sammy Sosa and that other guy who was on the Cardinals? You know, my favorite story, uh, McGuire, Jerry McGuire, (laughs) no, uh, Mark McGuire, was uh, going for the, the home run record, right? Wasn't it the home run record of the season? They were trying to beat Roger Maris's record, right? Him and Sammy Sosa on the Cubs. And they were showing random Cardinals games on Fox during 
just regular September September games. You know, they were just showing it, and that's how this uh, comedian Sue Costello's show got canceled, which I always find funny because she's not a great person, so it's okay. If it happened to one of my friends like Sarah, I'd be I'd feel like that's so mean, and I can't believe that happened to her. If it happened to me, I'd be upset, but. I would get the comedy of it. I mean, what are the odds? They're going to start showing random Cardinals games uh, in New York City, you know, on a weekday that's going to postpone my new Fox television show. So I don't know why they're not doing that yesterday on Fox to rival, for some reason, the uh, first episode of Thursday Night Football on Amazon. Fox decided to show nationally the Mets-Pittsburgh Pirates game. I, I can't, for the life of me, figure out where that thinking is coming from. I understand you want to show Mets Braves or Mets anyone else besides a bad Pirates team. Uh, I can't figure out anybody's logic at all. So I'm dying to see how any of these shows did because there has to be a drop-off from an airing on Amazon. You see Roger Goodell, the commissioner, hanging out with Jeff Bezos. And it's just so fucking stupid. It just... It's really frustrating. I know it's all money-related and stuff, but it's just really annoying. Anyway, oh, boy, now, I've, yeah, now I really got a headache. Let me just take a sip. Mm. Yeah, so I, I really think it's, I'm hoping it's all stemming to dehydration and, uh, and going off those, the, the 10-day probiotic experiment, which really changed, clearly it changed my body, right? So... You know, whether, oh, by the way, while I was at the diner, this is the most hilarious thing. I'm sitting at the diner. I'm by myself. I'm reading the paper. I'm, you know, there's a lot of music and there's people talking. There's these ladies next to me, these Jewish ladies. I'm going to assume they're Jewish, being as uh, racist as I am. And like, it was like Seinfeld's mother. And she's like, I had diarrhea today. I don't know where it came from. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> and now I know how it feels when I say that to you guys. <laughs> I and then and then later and I'm like oh geez that's funny I got to remember to tell everybody that then later she's like and she had a urinary tract infection and she did not know it until I mean, this is what they were talking about it's like it was like really right out of a script it was just really funny these two ladies like um, would you like another drink half half maybe you know uh, it was very funny but um, I usually don't listen to other people's conversations I'm in engrossed in what I'm reading and stuff, but they were that loud uh, that I was able to hear where I would be like, excuse me, I couldn't help overhearing your conversation. How do you feel you got diarrhea? Because I keep getting it and I can't figure out why. I'm assuming it's deviled eggs, but I'm not sure. But I tell you, I put up that picture of deviled eggs that I had last Friday on Instagram as the uh, cover for the Comedy Cellar Nightly Show. I got so many like... um likes from it and so many people commenting like oh that looks delicious <laughs> i guess i should only show pictures with me and food from now on or or just a, a different array of deviled eggs from now on i i don't i don't know uh but actually well i guess i guess we actually have to start there because you you probably might not have seen it uh now that we're talking about it we'll start with last friday when Ilan and I went to Madison Square Garden, or we went to Mustang Harry's by the garden to meet one of our podcast friends who we found from the Billy Joel podcast, like, you know, like Marcy and Catalina, uh, Italian Stallion Al. And, you know, we DM back and forth like I do. I mean, with Marcy and Catalina, I'm more uh, friendly in the sense I, you know, we email, we text, you know. But Italian Stallion Al and me and Alan, we uh, DM back and forth. He said, listen, I'm gonna, me and my wife are going to be in town from Tampa. 
at the garden. Can you guys meet us? And we're like, sure. Because they, you know, everybody seems nice. I mean, we've seen them on video. We've seen their house. We've seen where they live. So they all seem okay, you know. And I really haven't. I mean, who's going to listen to the Billy Joel podcast where we're going to be in trouble? You know, where there's going to be some sort of incident <laughs> is my guess. Especially listening to our brand of the Billy Joel podcast, which is just ridiculous. If you're in this far into the tease, which I believe uh, the entertainment was last week, possibly the great suburban showdown this week, and you're still listening, then you're obviously a fan of Billy Joel and probably a fan of ours at this point. Since, you know, it's basically me, like this show, talking about like, you know, Billy Joel, I bet you he gets constant diarrhea. From what the way he looks, he looks bloated all the time. So if you're listening to a podcast like that, you obviously get it. So we met Italian Stallion and his wife. They couldn't have been any nicer, not that we expected any differently. And we went down. And I, oh, I took, oh, I was going to take the Revel down there, the Revel scooter. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to walk up to 65th Street, take the scooter. Because if you go down to Madison Square Garden on 34th Street by uh, Penn Station, there's actually a parking garage that you can park the Revel in. It's perfect. And I'm like, then I'll just walk to the bar. But as it turned out, I, pr- I click on the, I'm on 65th Street. So, I, you know, I walk all the way up and then uh, I click the thing and it says your license has expired. Contact our service. I'm like, you motherfuckers. I'm already angry at them because they went off my block. And now they're telling me I got to contact. But they're right. My license did expire. I have a new one. I just didn't put it in their system. So I'm like, uh. I told a lot. I'm like, well, I got to get the bike. So I got the bike instead, the regular bike, the city bike. And I rode down there. I was in plenty of time. I beat everybody there. It was classic as usual because I'm always, you know, an old man. So I come everywhere earlier than everyone else. Anyway, I went down there and we met with them. And of course, it was crowded and whatever it was. But um, it was nice. We had a couple of drinks, right? And then they want to eat, which always makes me nervous because I'm like, well, what am I going to do? But I know they're going to the show. So I, get, I know I could just go home after so, of course, I get the buffalo bites because that's what I had last time. It's delicious. And then I say, you know, the last time I was here, I never got my deviled eggs. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I got to try these stupid deviled eggs. <laughs> so I ordered the deviled eggs as well as the buffalo bites. And I think I told everybody at the table, I said, so I'm on this new probiotic. And it is doing the opposite effect. And I haven't been going to the bathroom. If I don't go to the bathroom after having these beers and possibly some Jameson, I can't remember, and Buffalo Bites and the deviled eggs, I'm going to the emergency room. Because seriously, if that doesn't do it to anybody over 40, and, and quite frankly, anybody, then something's wrong. And somebody who hasn't gone to the bathroom in a few days. So we're sitting there, I eat it. The deviled eggs are okay. I ate them all. I think there were six of them. Maybe there were eight of them. I ate them all. And they were okay. They weren't the best I ever had. There was something wrong with them. Like in the sense of uh, something wasn't as right as I wanted it to be. I don't know. But the buffalo bites were great. So think about that. The blue cheese, the buffalo bites, the celery, the deviled eggs, the beer. Come on. I'm begging for it. <laughs> so, so then I'm like, I, so they go to the concert. And then this other guy goes, Dave Juskow. And I'm like, uh, who's saying that? He goes, Alan Altman. And I'm like, what's going on? 
And he goes, hi, my name is, uh, what, I can't remember his name. He, he didn't want to say it anyway. He goes, I'm a fan of your podcast. And uh, he was there too. And then he sat down and we drank with him and we talked to him for a while. But that threw off my going home and getting ready. And I wasn't sure how long I had before I was hoping that, you know, this, this uh, miracle was going to happen. So we're sitting there. We're enjoying this guy. We can't believe that, you know, there's other people that know the, co- the uh, podcast. Meanwhile, Alana and I are like, we, we need to come here once a month. While and, and the only reason he recognized us was our voices. Uh, he was sitting at the bar with his backs to us, but he recognized our voices, which is really funny. So at one point, I went to the bathroom, and finally, at that place where they have a handicap, like one off bathroom there. So I was like, I, I think I can actually go here. And I went, you know, everything was okay. But I always know there's like a, I know this is gross, but I always know there's like a second round. So, you know, we finished up, and then Alon's like, What do you want to do? And I'm like, Nah, I got to go home. I don't know whether I'm even going to be able to make it home. And we walked to the east side. We actually run into Sheba Mason on Park Avenue, which was hilarious. And I go, well, 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 if it isn't Sheba. And she's on the phone with somebody smoking a cigarette. And I say, hey, are you on the phone with your mom? Does your mom know you smoke? And she goes, stop. She's like doing the cutoff thing with the stop it. Don't like clearly I just hit the exact right thing to say. She was talking to her mom and her mom doesn't know she smokes. I mean, it was fucking hilariously perfect. Oh, man, it was brilliant. Then when I got home, she texted me. She goes, hey, do you sing? And I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. You know, I told you she has that musical about her father, Jackie Mason, that she is doing. And then she always ends up dating the guy playing Jackie Mason. I'm like, yeah, I do sing, but not interested. I I have to work on the weekends. I have to work on the weekends. She goes, you didn't even ask me. I'm like, no, no, I got to work on the weekends. I've seen the play, too. I I don't want to be a part of it. And it's too bad, too, because I'd be perfect for it. I sing, and I do a Jackie Mason imitation. I'd be absolutely brilliant. I could actually make that play successful, as long as I didn't have to act with Sheba. If it was somebody else, maybe it would be entertaining, but no thanks. And remember, the opening song is called The Early Bird Special, so you can't really go wrong with that. Anyway, we walked across town, and I'm like, now I'm leaving Alon because he wants to go to a comedy club and hang out, and that's the last thing I want to do. I mean, it's certainly something I used to want to do, and now I don't. So I got all the way to First Avenue. I'm like, I'm going to take a cab because I need to get home immediately. And there were no cabs. So I was calling. I have an app called Curb, which brings you a cab. And then I saw the price, $15.88. I'm on 34th Street, and I just have to get into the 50s. That's 20 blocks, $15.88. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me. With a tip, it'd be about 20 bucks. You know, 18 bucks. 20 bucks just to go 30 blocks or 20 blocks. I was so upset. I'm like, I'm not paying that. I'm not paying that, which is so funny because, you know, I'm paying all this crap and all this stuff, and yet I refuse to spend money on a taxi because it seems ridiculous. That's just, that's just too much. No, wait till you hear what happened on Monday. And so I took the city bike. I found one, you know, right where I was, and I took one, and, oh, my God, those first couple of blocks were so bumpy on the bike lane. It was so horrible. I ride and I make it home. I make it home. There's no problem. I'm not, I'm going to make it. It's okay. And then, you know, when I got home, everything, I was like, all right, good. Because at least I needed to do that because I'm, there's something wrong with my body. And it's worse than that. It, it affected um, other things as well that I could tell that ironically, I don't want to talk about. You'd think every day I want to talk about this, which seemed to fix itself after I stopped taking the liquid. So, there's something wrong with my body and probiotics, I guess. 
And even though I would have toughed it out if I had a doctor and asked what should I do, but I'm pretty sure the doctor would have said, well, if this keeps happening after 10 days, I wouldn't take it anymore. But I guess not weaning myself off, I'm assuming, again, I'm not a doctor, is causing these headaches and stuff. I guess, I don't know. You know, it's probably also, I'm not good with probiotics because I'm not changing my eating style. And my eating style is just horrible. I think if you take those probiotics, you get to change your lifestyle. But kids take it and stuff, so I don't know. Once I get to this doctor, it'll be good, you know. And you know, but I got to pay this doctor like thirteen hundred bucks first before I go. And I paid my rent finally this month, and now I'm out of money again. You know, as we're waiting to kind of build some up, and now I'm you know a nervous Nelly again. I'm not sleeping at all, and. Uh, you know, I'm sleeping a couple hours at a time, definitely not in six or seven hour chunks, like more maybe the most is a five hour chunk. I don't know. Something's obviously wrong. I get nervous taking sleeping pills because the last time I did, even my Aunt Judy's, I was waking up groggy, which didn't happen when I before I got this job. I guess I'm just stressed and stuff like that. So I don't know. Meanwhile, this weekend I worked. 8 a.m. till 8.30 p.m. I did overtime. And, you know, I got a lot accomplished. By Sunday, you know, when football started, I was watching football and working at the same time, and there were no issues or anything. In fact, by... and But it was funny, by 4 o'clock on Sunday, even though I knew I had to stay till 8.30, I was just done. I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Because it was like, when I was signing on at or let's say I was signing off at 8.30 on Saturday night. The woman who works overnights was signing on at 8.30, and I knew I was going to see her again at 8 in the morning. She was working from 8.30 p.m. till 8 a.m., where I pick up from her. And I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. And and then it made it all, like, in my head, like, oh, my God, these are long hours. So by, like, 4 o'clock, I was so done. And I, even though I was still on the clock, I went to take a nap at um, like six, not in that, I just lied, I had to lie down, I kept the computer near me in case there was trouble, because I just couldn't take it anymore, I was, um, I was just done, you know, that's a lot of hours, but thank God I wasn't, I mean, thank God you can work from home, you don't have to go, because that would have been even worse, I guess, just being at the office, just sitting there with no windows or anything, it's, uh, the important thing is what happened on Monday because Monday is you know, my big day. And what I'm worried about with this headache, the worst part is, is I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do anything because you can't picture your life being normal with a headache. My cousin Gary called me yesterday in from now Florida and L.A., whatever. You know, I like him so much. And he's like, I'm going to be in town. Let's meet up. Let's talk about this idea we have or whatever. And I'm like, I'd love to. And then he's like, let's go to the Mets game. And all I can picture when you have a, a throbbing headache like this I can't be around all these people yelling and screaming. That's what you picture. You can't picture your life being normal without a headache and jumping up and down. So I got very lucky. Gary Goldman, the great comedian, Gary Goldman called me today and he said, do you want to go see Billy Joel October 9th with me? And I guess I had finally fallen asleep. This is at 9.45 this morning or 9.25. So he texted, and then at 9.50, he's like, question mark, hello, how are you not responding to this immediately? And then when I woke up at like 10.20, I was like, yes, you know, I'd be honored. 
you know, I, I think I gave him the appropriate, because I get it. I, you know, how are you not responding to that? I was just asleep, so I felt horrible. I couldn't believe he asked me. Uh, I think his manager handles Billy Joel. So he said they're excellent seats. I believe him. I just feel bad I, that I can't say, oh, can Alon come too? Which obviously I can't say. So I feel horrible about that. Well, what am I going to do? I'm not going to go with Gary Goldman, whose manager also handles Billy Joel, and at least tell you guys or the Billy Joel podcast my experience. I I, I feel horrible not in, inviting Elon, but maybe he would get tickets for the October when we could see the same show, just not together. Oh, no, no, he's not even going to be in town. So, oh, you know what? I can say I invited you, but then I realize you're not going to be in town. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, that is perfect, isn't it? Oh, I think he's going to be in Italy with Italian Stein Al. No, I'm just kidding uh, about that. But I think he's going to be in Italy because I know we have some time where we can't record for a while. But we're we're stacking up. Anyway, that all being said, you know, the whole point of everything is Monday night, especially my first Monday night of Wings. I'm very excited about it. I got very lucky at work in the sense I think it was raining all day. I can't remember. So I had to take the subway down at this point, like riding the bike or anywhere else. I was thinking about renting a scooter like renting one so I could take it back and forth during the winter time or at least take it down on Monday, take it up on Tuesdays when I have the show, something like that. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Eh, it's like a monthly fee of $70. I can't decide. Uh, it's one of those ones you can pick up and bring inside and charge, you know, so I don't know if it's necessary. Got all this other stuff. With the, but in the winter time, you know, now that the if the scooters were right still by my house, that would be different, but they're not. And I don't know whether a bike is going to work in the winter or not. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so I, I got lucky at work. The cafeteria burnt down or something happened in there so they could only make oatmeal. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's perfect. And I don't have to make any other choice. Remember, it's wing night. It's beer night. A little oatmeal to start the day is perfect trying to do that every monday but when they have something delicious make your own omelets you know it's very difficult so this was I, he's like oh i'm sorry about it. i'm like are you kidding this is perfect for me and then uh i think i had a, a sandwich for lunch you know just a sandwich oh that they had chocolate pudding so i couldn't resist that damn it and then i realized i'm like well i'm eating at 1 30 i'm not eating again until nine so i guess i'll be okay sometimes i just like to have a salad on mondays but you know i don't eat for a while and i knew i was going to be drinking so so everything is going according to plan. I go to the bar at 5 o'clock. I start drinking. And then I, uh, my friend Kate had a show, so she wasn't going to make it. And that was the first plan of the day to go out with her. Very pretty Kate. And so I called my friend Laura, who, um, you know, who I've mentioned on the podcast before, the attorney. And I call her and I say, hey, do you want to, you know, have wings tonight with me? And she goes, yeah, I'd like to. And I'm like, oh, that'd be great. I said, why don't you meet me uh, down at the bar in the West Village first? Should I meet you at the wings place? I was like, well, I just ordered a beer, so why don't you come down here first? I should have just met her at the bar. But I was already drunk, and I was like, and I was waiting for some other people to come in that I see every Monday that I like. And there was no rush to get there, and I didn't care if I came in early or came in late to the game. So I was just having a good time and enjoying my first Monday with drinking and Monday night football and wings. So I said, I'll send you an Uber. Yeah, you heard me right. I'll send you an Uber. And, she's like, and she goes, great. 
Now, she's an attorney. She also knows my financial situation. She's saying, great. Now, I can't be mad at this because it's all my fault. But it was just like in Seinfeld. I can't believe she accepted the Uber. And it was so funny because Lindsay was there. You know, she's the manager and my friend. And the reason I go on Mondays. And she's like, I can't believe she accepted the Uber. I'm like, I know. I can't believe it either. <laughs> it was really funny. It was really funny because everybody, because she listens to the podcast. So she knows how I'm going to feel about this. Even though it was all my doing, but we're like, I cannot believe it. she accepted the. Uh, she let us pay for the for the dry cleaning. You know, it's just like the Seinfeld episode. It was so funny. I don't know what I was thinking. He said, "I'll send you an Uber." Who the fuck am I? <laughs> so I send her the Uber, and she comes down. We have a couple of drinks. Oh, and then right, that's right. I went to the bathroom. And I came back and she was paying the bill. And I'm like, oh, that's great. She picked up my check. No, she only picked up her own drink. And then I had to pay for me. And she goes, oh, she only paid for her own drink. The next day, Lindsay texted me. She goes, I can't believe she didn't pay for your drinks. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) How could you not love Lindsay? I guess because she listens to the podcast. She knows exactly what I'm thinking all the time. And, you know, because she is. An attorney, I know exactly what she makes and stuff like that, and she knows my situation, but she's young, and I'm not going to blame her, but it is weird to just pay for your own drink with a credit card and not, I just bought her an Uber, but again, it's it's all my fault somehow, I, I don't know, I feel like it is, I can't blame anybody for that, I can't stand being so cheap, it drives me insane, because I probably, I would have picked up her drink. So that's, I guess, what made it weirder, but it's funny that Lindsay's on board with that, like, I can't believe she didn't pick up your drinks after you got an Uber. Because there is something to that. But whatever, right? If it was just, it was actually, and I said, I said to Lindsay, I go, yeah, but you know, this, this works for the podcast. So it's money well spent <laughs> because if I got something to rant about in the podcast, then it's working. The bottom line is in that case, and I'm not blaming her or anything. I invited her. And quite frankly, on Mondays, that would be my favorite thing to pay for everybody that joins me. And the thing, I just wish I had this money that I could always pay for everybody on Monday nights. Monday nights are the big nights. I pay for everybody. That would be my dream. And with no conscious of, uh, you know, worrying about it the next day or the fact that I, uh, well, that's all I can do for the month. But the wings were delicious and they were, the wings are in season. (laughs) They were amazing. I had all 16 of them. Sometimes I buy 16, I only eat 13, but no, I had them all. They were absolutely perfect and delicious. And then it's funny because we ordered another drink, and that would be, I guess, my fourth or fifth beer. And that was too much, and I only drank like a quarter of it. And then I was like, and then the game was still going on, and that guy Tommy was working there, and I loved him, and it was great. So at least he was there, and it was fun. And then we walked home. We walked through uh, Times Square, which was nice, took a couple of pictures, uh, which you'll see on the bonus show because she is extremely photogenic. And um, I walked her to the east side because she was like, I think I'll walk, you know, which is not normal. And then I, uh, you know, she went her way and I went mine once we got to about 2nd Avenue. And it was a, a lovely evening. And I think I, I had my ice cream bar that I usually have after having spicy chicken wings. And I went to bed. I went to work the next morning. Like the whole thing never happened. It was brilliant. What the problem was, Well, there was no problem, but on Tuesday, it was picture day for the firm. Uh, Like, you know, all the new people, they do it once a year. We have to have your pictures professionally taken for, well, I don't know what purpose. Maybe they put them on the emails or whatever it is. 
So it was picture day, so I had to dress up. They tell you what to wear. They tell you what to do. They tell you your times, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, I should have made it Wednesday, not on Hangover Tuesday. But I did it. You know, I, I, I guess I looked okay. Uh, uh, some girls saw me later like, oh, I liked your pictures. They came out good. I'm like, you did? And I used um, glasses from Dwayne Reed as a gag. I love using glasses in a picture because I don't wear glasses. So it was like really funny. I remember doing that in college. And I wore these glasses when I would imitate Ernie Douglas. And I wore them for my college ID. People loved it. There's nothing, you know, making a goofy face with glasses is hilarious. I hope that's the one they use. They tried to put them like awkward, like this new girl at the office who never has her glasses straight. They're always crooked. It's really funny. She's like, hi, everybody. But she doesn't talk like that, but it looks like she shouldn't talk like that. <laughs> her glasses are always hanging off. It's so stupid. Oh, but uh, uh, also that day was so funny. Uh, Monday night, Sarah Silverman won my football pool and she was up against her own boyfriend, which was epic really epic and i'm so glad she won because she came in absolute last place last year and that seems to happen all the time if you come in last place or you come in first place you come in last place the next year or vice versa whatever it is but there's nothing better than her winning the pool and putting her picture up on the thing and then it makes everybody excited that they're in a pool with sarah silverman it is fun and i love the fact that she won and it makes everybody happy i think and it's exciting and i love the fact that she's into it and she even trash talks she goes hey rory suck it you know, that's her boyfriend. <laughs> so he ended up coming in third, which is just so funny. I mean, what's better than the uh, the competition between the two? It's like Aunt Judy and Uncle Bob, you know, when they go head to head. <laughs> but it's, you know, a little bit more thrilling. So that was fun on Tuesday that uh, that happened. And I felt pretty good. And then Lindsay kept texting like, I can't believe she took the Uber. <laughs> so that kind of text makes me so happy during the day and again i'm not mad at i don't care she's such a delight it doesn't matter but it's you know it's just me because i'm running out of money and i'm spending it in stupid ways you know i mean but that's the way i've always been i I, that's why i never have any money i don't know about saving i just want to have a good time that's why i need one big score (laughs) and then i heard from my um editor at uh, AARP magazine and he was like hey we're going to print your gambling article the problem is that we noticed at the end of the article you say you kick the gambling habit and I'm like no I was just saying that uh he's like well could you write another sentence just even a, just a little sentence that says you haven't and uh, so I came home and I kind of rewrote the last paragraph to say no I still got a problem because that is the better thing because if you're talking about the dangers of this online legal gambling it, it's not good, I guess, to tell people I kicked the habit. I didn't kick the habit. I mean, maybe it's better, but I know after this week, it's not better. It's just football related. Like, I can I can be better after football leaves, but after, during the summer, I'm okay. But what during when football comes, I'm back. I love gambling on football. It's fucking great. There's nothing I can do about it. It's the best. So at least it's only a season. You know, it's, it's not like year long, but still, that's no excuse. But now I don't even get the exercise for going to Jersey and doing it, you know? Ugh. I mean, what is that all about? Hey, what is that all about? Oh, so on Wednesday... I walked home. I did the five miles. So I was, what was I supposed to do? I was supposed to, um, 
oh, see my cousin. I'm like, you know, I'm going to be in Jersey Thursday so uh, to pick up the car, so why don't we just do it on Thursday? And he goes, that'll be great, because I didn't know he just was coming to the city to see me. And I'm like, good, then I can just go home and uh, you know rest or whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's so weird. Wednesday's my Friday. I should be planning things on Wednesdays. I just can't do it. So I walk all the way home, and as I'm getting right next door to my house, there is a bar and a restaurant that I've told you about for years, but I haven't spoken about in a long time. It's called Neary's. It's been around for years. And I've always told you that I'm not old enough to go in there yet. Like, that's how old the clientele is. You know, it's uh, Kathy Lee Gifford and Mayor Bloomberg and Regis used to go in there. It's you got to be at least over 70 to go in there. So I'm not even old enough to go in. But I've been with my friend uh, Bob, you know, the uh, lawyer that, um, you know, helped me out and used to live in the building, him and his wife. And they, they just moved across the street. So I've been there with them a couple of times with the bartender, Duffy, who's there. So. You know, they go in there. The food is awful, but nobody cares. Like I said, the mayor, when he was mayor, was going in there. He was going in there before. I'm talking about just Michael Bloomberg goes in there, whether he's mayor or not mayor. And all these old, older people go in there. And that's why it was just funny. I'm like, oh, I'm not old enough to go in there. So I'm coming home and I see all these people circulating around 57th and 1st. And it's Mayor Bloomberg and Mayor Adams. And they're together. And, they're, and I'm there to witness the unveiling of the sign on 57th and 1st that says Jimmy Neary Way. They named the like that little area after him on the block because that I guess and Mayor Bloomberg, the ex-mayor and the current mayor were there together to do it. I, I, I took some photos. I don't know how good they got. I was holding the camera over. There were people blocking the way, but for the bonus episode, you'll be able to see. And they were uh, praising Neary, Jimmy Neary. Little Jimmy, little Jimmy Neary and his restaurant on 57th, this very small place on 57th between 1st and the Queensboro Bridge that is now named Jimmy Neary's Way. Uh, and I meant to check out you know, more information about it, which I guarantee was covered by the Post. I mean, it was a media event. And because it was Wednesday, I just don't get the paper on that day. So uh, I forgot to check on that, and I'll try and check on it for next week if there's anything really super interesting about it. I would like to know how long it's been around, but judging by the clientele, I'm going to assume it's been there for a very, very long time. You know, I'm trying to get a street named after me uh, because I really do think it's that easy. So I'm going to get a little piece of uh, uh, the city named after me uh, very soon, and uh, then uh, they can have a little uh, thing. I'd like to get the current mayor and the ex-mayor to get together and... Uh, uh, have the same kind of ceremony. I mean, we'll have a, and they'll have the dinner at Neary's, which is known for their bad food, kind of like Elaine's. But people love it in there. You got to love the bartender, Duffy. <laughs> That's who I thought it was. I forget. Wait, no, Neary's. I saw it was Neary's way. I'm like, oh, this must. As soon as I saw the mayor and they were hanging around Neary's, I'm like, this has to be a Neary's event. And it was Jimmy Neary way. Oh, what a pleasant surprise. Today we're here with heavyweight challenger Rocky Balboa. The reason we're standing in hey, this refrigerator... Hey, the meat guy's sticking his face in. Let's try it again, Rocky. Today we're here with heavyweight challenger Rocky Balboa. The reason we're standing in this refrigerated box is that Mr. Balboa has an unusual method of training. And in a moment, he's going to demonstrate that for the viewing audience at home. But first, Rocky, how did you come to train in an ice box? Oh, uh, well, uh... My friend, the guy over there, he let me in one day and I hit the beef here and I kind of liked it. And since I've become a challenger, the owner don't mind either that I come in. 
Is this a common training method? I mean, do other fighters pound raw meat? No, I think I invented it. So since I hadn't been sleeping, I've been watching a couple of movies um, just, you know, out of the blue. So one I was watching that just my channel happened to be on when I turned it on and I couldn't turn it off because there was a really pretty girl on it. So I'm like, well, what is this? And it was a movie called Boys and Girls. I guess it's from 2000. It's really bad, but this the lead actress was really pretty. And it was so funny. I'm like, I want to turn it off. I want to turn it off. It, was, it must have been right after American Pie because that idiot uh, Jason Biggs is maybe the worst movie star ever really dull and boring and not great uh was playing the the best friend role and he was awful and stupid and um that girl that i met a while ago amanda detmer was in it too and you know she's a mess too but the the lead girl is a british actress and she was just really interesting and pretty who was the lead actor now i can't think oh it was um freddie prince freddie prince jr and he was wearing glasses to make him look nerdier it was hilarious and I'm like, uh, I had to look it up, and I'm like, oh, and then they do get together. I'm like, all right, well, let me wait to see how they get together because they were best friends, and I'm like, all right, I got to see how they get together. I mean, it's so stupid. I really am a sucker for romantic comedies. It's good I'm teaching a class on that because I am an absolute sucker. Right, well, let me see how they get together. And the movie is bad, but uh, there I am sitting through it because I'm like, I got to see how they get together. And they mention in Wikipedia about this dance scene that's in it that they didn't give the lead actress a time to rehearse. And then I saw the dance scene. I'm like, oh, that is interesting. That's weird. And now I see what they're talking about. And boy, if she wasn't rehearsing, she sure does dance sexy. It is an interesting dance scene. The movie, like I said, is called Boys and Girls. And they, it would be interesting if a club was like this. They're, you're dancing and they have these like kind of poles, like these round arches, steel arches. And all of a sudden, they start uh, spraying foam and playing the song Car Wash. And they just spray everybody with foam. And I got to say, it does look like a fun club if you're young and you just want to party. But of course, it's ridiculous because it's not very crowded and there's lots of room to hang out, which is, you know, the clubs they depict in movies only. Because normally going to a club, there's no room to do anything. But sometimes you want a club like that that's just full of people and you just want to lash out because you're full of energy. And you just want to let it all out. And I get that. You know, I get that to the end of time, even though I'm an old man. And now I can't even picture myself. Although sometimes I feel like I could still go to a club like that and just, ugh, let's just let it all out and come out sweaty and be like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And the movie I saw last night, because it was advertised on Thursday Night Football, is a new Sylvester Stallone movie called Samaritan. And I'm like, well, this looks okay. He was like kind of playing a superhero. And I'm like, well, I do really like Sylvester Stallone. But this movie is awful. It's so bad. I looked it up after I saw the movie. First of all, the the little the boy actor in it, the boy maybe he's a 12-year-old boy or something. Uh he stinks. He's awful and horribly annoying. And my guess is since I was looking it up and it started production before COVID. And then they continued after. They must have settled on some other kid because he was too old or something. That's my guess. Because this kid sucks. He was a horrible actor. I mean, everyone was a horrible actor. In it. And I mean, that's what you expect from a movie like that anyway. But it also looked very low budget. It was like obvious, you know. And it just isn't good. I mean, you, you know, you love watching Stallone beat up bad guys. But it's just not a very good movie. But... I didn't have to go to the movies to see it. And I don't know. It's like, you know, there's burning buildings, but they, 
you know, they're, they're, they're fighting in a burning building, which is sometimes fun, but it's so ridiculous because that building should have been uh, toppled down in seconds. And they're just sitting there in a fire, clearly placed wherever the fire isn't burning or wherever the CGI is. You know, it's just so stupid. Let's get out of here. You know, as soon as they get rid of the bad guy, they, they just walk out of the fire that should have taken everybody's life within two minutes. So that always is going to annoy everybody. But uh, it's not a good movie. I don't recommend it. It's, it's Actually, it's just uh, really bad. Even the, the, quote, reveal is uninspired. So uh, don't waste your time. But meanwhile, you know, I'm just watching it, and I'm just like with the headache, and I'm like, I'm drinking three 16 ounces of water, and it's just not going away. So I don't know what the problem is, obviously. I mean, I'm going to work, and I'm going to take some aspirin. I mean, what am I feeling now? I don't know. I'm okay, but I can still feel it. I can still feel it. My head is still heavy. And I think I told you, I tested for COVID. No COVID. Right, I told you that. I te- just in case, before I went to the diner, I want to spread it around. I didn't think I had any of the symptoms, but and I hate using up one of the tests. I still got two more left. But I'm like, you know what? Let me Before I go to the diner and start spreading it around, let me check it out. Meanwhile, I should just tell everybody at the office I have it. That way I don't have to come in anymore. <laughs> Here's another thing, though. Speaking of movies, we're doing The Longest Time, the Billy Johnson The Longest Time, which he's based on, and obviously we'll be talking about this, on Billy Joe The Longest Time. I just wanted to tell you guys because it has to do with Fast Times, and I am dying to talk to Amy Heckerling about this. This is new information. And I, what do you love about getting new information to a 1982 movie? You know, it's fantastic. So the end song is uh, So In Love. And that's where Billy Joel got the longest time idea for, you know. So here's the longest time. If you said goodbye to me tonight, there would still be music left to write. What else could I do? I'm so inspired by you. That hasn't happened for the longest time. And here's So In Love that you probably remember from the end of Fast Times. That's where I know it from. As we stroll along together Holding hands, walking all along So in love are we two That we don't know what to do So in love theater at the end she's calling him over from the pizza place and he's like who me and she's like i wanted to give you this picture so maybe you'll give me a call over you know i said say oh yeah well since you got that abortion you seem very attractive to me so i anyway um so they're playing that song at the end and but apparently that and that song is sung by timothy b schmidt not the original uh song which again also, I looked it up. Remember, she had most of the soundtrack is done by the Eagles, even though they were broken up. It's just done individually. Don Henley, Glenn Frey, Timothy B. Schmidt, 
uh, I think Joe Walsh, they, they all have contributing songs to the soundtrack individually. It's really weird. And on this Timothy B. Schmidt song, uh, you have Don Henley and Joe Walsh on guitar and percussion. So interesting. Anyway, they replaced this other song that was supposed to be in it. And it's pretty good too, but I've never heard it in my life and nobody knows why. And again, we had when we had Amy Heckerling on two Decembers ago, she had mentioned how angry she was about the music choice and everything. So, but we didn't know about this. And I never got to ask her about this particular one because she was talking about the opening and the go-go's. And then she was talking about something else. And oh, definitely the the Judge Reinhold we raised on radio was supposed to be, I think, ACDC or something like that. So this is another one that I don't know whether she took it or she replaced it with this one. So I don't know whether this is at her blessing or it was cursed. But here's the song and it's weird. As we Part out better. It's it's available, not only nowhere, but no one knows who sang this song. No one knows the guy who sang it will not come forward. Mm, I love it. I love that we have a an in with the director. As I was talking to Molly Heckling yesterday. So, oh man, if I'm in class and I have Amy Heckling in it. I can finally ask her. I mean, I can ask her anyway. I could just text her and be like, look, I have one more question, but I don't want to be that guy. So I got to go. But now we have a brand new question to ask Amy Heckling about a 40-year-old film. <laughs> and that's all you ask for. As a student of film history and the kind of film history that we do here at Just Cow in the City. Have you heard any good news today? today? I want to hear what you have to say. Well... Three, two city stories and one just hilarious story. There's a brand new restaurant called Alcoro. And it's uh, where this place is. I guess there's other place used to be called Del Posto. I don't know. It's on 10th Avenue. And this guy was reviewing it today. And it is $300 a person a meal. And it's basically one of those. Oh, it's definitely a crummy sanatorium. But that's okay. Again, you know, I mean, do I wish I could go and report back to you guys? Oh, you got that right. But if you're, you know, this is a real crummy snobatory, so I'd probably let everything go, I would think, and they pretty much tell you, we'd like you to try more of the tasting menu than an actual meal. But the guy from who's reviewing it pretty much says, you know, there's so many other better Italian places around 
The decor of this place is stupid. The food is pretty good, but this is New York City, and you can get very good high-class Italian food at a much lesser price than $300 a head. And therein lies what you're looking for. But it is fine dining. So he says, the seven-item aperitivi were too many at once and taxed our patients while we hungered for more. And you know I hate that. Larger dishes display Rodriguez's, I guess that's the chef, wizardry with textures, presentations, and combinations, and a gift for making classics taste new. Spot prawn crudo made with tomato, basil buds, and finger lime resembled a gleaming terrine. Did I get that right? You know how I say words wrong. Spaghetti a la Chitara broke the mold with a thrilling medley of razor clams, saffron, and clam juice, squash, and zucchini, mint, and marjoram. <laughs> I can't pronounce half of those words. Montauk Fluke never married so happily with zucchini, which appears in marinated, pickled, and grilled permutations. Lamb Scottitito, because it's, it's, it's on two lines, <laughs> um, stood out in a city of great lamb dishes. Grilled charred chops and a small skewer of slow-cooked neck made a powerful rustic statement with ragu of lamb, bacon, dandelion greens, sesi beans, or cc beans, and lamb juice. Wow. These dishes were modern Italian virtuosity at its best. And then he says, but there's a lot of wonderful Italian cooking in town that isn't bogged down with party baggage and bank-busting prices, exactly the kind of nonsense our post-pandemic nights out don't need. You're certainly right about that, but I love describing... When, when there's a, a writer about food who writes so elegantly about a dish, you've got to love it. That's certainly something I could not do if I was a restaurant critic, and that's why I should be a restaurant critic, because I, this show should be about restaurants... For the normal guy, the normal guy that gets to go to a crummy snobatorium and eat something like this and gives you his real opinion. But um, but the fact of the matter is a normal guy is not supposed to go to a place like that. It is for upscale people that understand food and palate cleansers and things like that. So in a way, I guess, you know, it's not cool, but it would be funny to be like the review would be like, I got to what they had lamb. They got some sort of beef dish. And then they had a seafood, like a pasta dish, more like the, the Goodfellas. Uh, yeah, every night we'd have a seafood dish and a pasta dish. In, in prison, dinner was a big deal. Jimmy knew, Jimmy, Paulie used to cut the uh, garlic with the razor, and, it, and it, his system was, it was, still, it was a pretty good system. We thought he used too many onions, but it was a good system. Anyway, you know how we love that. That's the way we like to talk about food here on Just Carol the City. Speaking of Just Carol the City, the high cost of living, there is two ridiculously tall buildings right behind me. I'm pointing behind me. Two really thin, super big skyscrapers that have now uh, been are part of the Manhattan skyline playing the Gershwin music. They're brand new skyline, Manhattan skyline buildings that have to be put into the portraits and paintings you know and they're this is the way they're building them now they're like sticks you know that just go straight up and have no fun to them whatsoever they're just sticks now why you would build a fucking uh, let's see how many floors it has 
Well, Central Park Terrace set a record for the world's tallest residential condo building reaching 1550 feet high. But it doesn't tell you how many floors there are, but they're sti- they don't look <sighs> why you'd want to live as a resident in the top floor of a big stick building after 2001, which is really just sticking out and saying, hit me with your plane. I could never understand. And this is right on it's Central Park. It's right on 57th Street. And then there's another one on 57th Street. They also did two. And they're just talking about the prices. Of course, the price is going to be high. I don't know how that's news. But why you'd want to live on the top floor of this building. Now, I yeah, the view's got... Yes. Are they going to be spectacular? Yes. If it's windy or a hurricane, are you going to be terrified? Yes. I am terrified living in the middle of my building and I live on a high floor and I'm in between buildings. And when I hear that wind, I get nervous. And I've been in a Tells building when he used to live in the, uh, on 43rd street on the 35th floor during a storm. And I've been terrified and I don't even live there. So I can't even imagine living in this stick, which just doesn't look like it's sturdy. I'm sure it's sturdy. I'm sure there are physicists and architects that made this sturdy. But at least the World Trade Center looked like it was sturdy. Those two buildings looked sturdy. They, 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 they technically were supposed to withstand the hit of an airplane. This, this, this thing would just chop the airplane. I, I feel it would go right through it. Like a, like a live and let die with the bus going through the tunnel. It would just chop off the bus. The top and the top of the and the plane would just keep on going. That's how thin these towers are. If you see pictures of them, look up the one on, what is it, 220 West 57, 220 Central Park South, or 217 West 57th Street. 217 West 57. Take a look at that. You'll see what I'm talking about. It's like a stick. You wouldn't want to live there. And the reason why I'm also mentioning is because, you know, I used to work in the World Trade Center on the 88th floor of the World Trade Center in 1988. And that view every day is I, I it's it's too much it's too much nobody should live like that you know living on the 20th floor yeah but i'd say 20 is probably enough when you live there you could work a little higher but to live with it being so high up it's it's too much sometimes it's just too high it's too much you you, when you're sleeping you know how high up you are and if you let it in your mind it gets or at least that's me i can't handle i don't like flying so i guess that's a problem but there's something every day just being up that high that just really seems problematic that's just too high up when there's nothing around you i know it sounds great but i don't think i'd like to live in a place like that I'd love to live in a penthouse, but I don't know. That building seems weird. You let me know what you think. But like I said, I used to work on the 88th floor of the World Trade Center. And, you know, these offices for the attorneys that would work there, they're looking out their window at the rounds of the earth, (laughs) you know, behind them, behind them. Why would you put a desk where you're sitting behind that, number one? But number two, it's just two. You'd, you'd walk in, you couldn't take your eyes off. You can't, you can't. It's kind of like the place I work now. I mean, I'm overlooking these people, overlooking the Statue of Liberty. It's like right out of um, Working Girl. You know, you're, you really have a beautiful view. It's just, it's lower, thank God. You know, we're on the, I'm on the 12th or 15th floor at work or 17th. Is that the, the, the highest that I go. Uh, the building has higher floors, but, 
and it's it's a beautiful view. But this it's it's too much. Like I said, you know, you just you, you just sit there staring. You're like, how do we live up here? We I live up here for eight to ten hours a day. This is weird. It's not normal. So I don't know if any of you have ever been up that high, like where you're working up there or living up there. You probably haven't. If you go to visit. It's like going to the top of the Empire State Building. You go to visit. Can you imagine living at the top of the Empire State Building? It, it too, it, there's too, it's too much every day, I think. They're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. And finally today, I was reading in the paper, um, this girl that was voted homecoming queen in 2020, her mom and her got arrested for um, ballot stuffing. It's a whole uh, thing where her mother was the vice principal somewhere else and she was able to log in and see the thing and they stuffed the ballot and the girl won. And quite frankly, I don't know how she would have lost anyway without stuffing the ballot. She's really pretty, kind of deserves to win. But uh, her whole life was ruined because of that. And I I don't know how she's complaining about it, but um, I guess you deserve it. You know, her scholarship was taken away. All this stuff happened to her. But the best part is... Gro- Grover, her name was uh, Emily Rose Grover, mugshot left, <laughs> and her mother. Anyway, Grover was expelled and had her yearbook photo replaced by a horse's rear. And basically a horse, and then they show the picture. And I'll show that on the Tuesday show because that's great. They let the yearbook be printed with her face as a horse's ass. And that is awesome because i guess no parents complained about that they're like yeah fuck her (laughs) and that is fucking awesome thank god there's some things that you can still get past the douchebags that are ruining it for everybody her picture is replaced by a horse's ass that's fucking great that is right out of crimes and misdemeanors. When it bends, it's funny. When it breaks, <laughs> yes. All right, look, this, uh, this story on the homeless, it's too long. I want five pages out of it. Make sure he gets five real pages out of it. Okay, this guy tells the secretary to type it tighter. It doesn't take anything out of it. It's stupid. Yeah. And I want this guy, Joe Hansen, off the show. He's not funny. He doesn't write funny. I'm, if he has cancer, I'm sorry. I'll send him flowers. He's not, he's not funny. I don't want I don't want him off. Jesus, doesn't anybody know how to write funny anymore? I mean, wait, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to write everything myself? Or write it myself? Direct it myself? Produce it myself? I can't believe this. Look at this. Look at those people out there. Look at them. Tell, look out the window at them. These people are looking for something funny in their lives. They're not getting anything funny. You're giving them straight lines. Their lives are straight lines already. They're waiting for something funny. If in this is terrible. What are you doing to me? This is supposed to be the profile of the creative mind. It's very tough for a woman in this profession. I mean, men are always hitting them. I can make it easier for you. you know? What is this? What is this? When did you shoot that? When did you get that? I was lurking around the corner. I had my camera and I couldn't resist. I saw you guys. I mean, I don't want to do it in a kind of a vulgar way and just, uh, you know, take it off uh, what I see here. I want to to find out what's in here so I can, you know, spend some time. We have a little dinner together and, you know, 
just to sit around. Okay, you can step aside. I'm taking over this film. What are you talking about? You can't finish my film. I can't read your contract. You promised. Look, the idea was to show the real me. All right, okay, I may not be perfect, but I don't promote values that help... That, 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 let me get your quote exactly. That deaden the sensibilities of a great democracy. You're fired, Cliff. You're fired. You're out. Get out of here. Go. Thank you. Goodbye. If it bends, it's funny. If it breaks, it isn't. And that is our show for today on Just Go in the City. Another one in the book. Put it in the books. As the Mets say when they win, it's another episode, another exciting episode of Just Go in the City with me, Dave Just Go. Now tonight, 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 September 20th, 2022, Colin Smith will be joining us, assuming I don't have cancer or a brain tumor. Colin Smith will be joining us and playing some music as, as far as we're concerned. Uh, assuming the uh, upstairs of the cellar is not under construction anymore. That is the plan. He's supposed to be joining us, playing some music. That ought to be super fun. Make the picks and everything will be great with the world again. And then next week, Dino Sabatopoulos. Don't forget Billy Joel. I'm pretty sure it's the Great Suburban Showdown this week. And um, that's an interesting song, one I never heard of before. So everybody loves those kind of episodes. Otherwise, I am Dave Juskow. This is Juskow of the City. And I'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.